you've seen the Oreo aisle in an American supermarket. It's yeah. uh, they're always it's pretty extensive. Some new flavor. Yeah. Yeah. it the first time, guys. You can relax. You got like single stuff, mega, uh, or double stuff, and double mega stuffed. Mega stuff. Oh, like so mega stuff is like a triple. Yeah. Jeez. Which is just diabetes. We're a double stuff family. You double stuff family. Yeah. That's the sweet That's the spot. That's just right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like the original. I think like I like it too. It's yeah. I don't want to, and I don't mess around. I don't crank them and open them up and all that shit like a fucking baby just yeah no you once you get to a certain age that's not acceptable anymore you're gonna just take them as they are uh okay no comment (laughs) (laughs) opening it and licking completely agree what a baby thing to do from the great white north and the great american south it's the border battle of the bands this is North by South. If hip hop should die before I wake, I put an extended clip inside of my AK. Roll at every station, murder the DJ. Roll at every station, murder the DJ. DJ, DJ, DJ. Welcome, one and all, to North by South, the uh, podcast without borders. That's not true at all. This is a podcast that's all about fucking borders. <laughs> I think we keep going. <laughs> all right. Well, the territorial pissing contest known as North by South. My name is Rye. And hey, guys, my name is Clay. I'm down <laughs> south of the Canadian-American border. And then just keep going south. And you'll find me down there in the great state of Tennessee, which I love and hate. That was longer than I intended, but hey, everybody, welcome to the show. We need to shut up because we have a special guest who I'm hoping will do all the talking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why we bring him in. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm coming to you from the other side of the Mason Dixon line and the other side of the Canadian border. So I'm sandwiched between you guys. Yeah, I'm are kind of keeping, you, I'm you, keeping you guys apart so you don't get doesn't doesn't get the fisticuffs. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in a, the authority authority at the border there, really. You are the great Nate from the Deep Purple podcast. Devoted listeners will remember you from last season, last year, where you joined us once before. It was about this time of year, right? About a year. Yeah, welcome yes, back. Welcome yeah, back, Thank you. Nate. Thank you for having me back. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show, one of my favorite podcasts. You, I've said before that you're the hardest working man in the Deep Dive podcast network. Nate. Oh, my goodness. Because you've produced an episode of your podcast, the Deep Purple Podcast, every single week, every Monday, for how long? How many? You just celebrated an anniversary. Uh, over three. We just celebrated our three-year anniversary last month. Three and years. yeah, we're 160. I think we're recording episode 165 next Monday. So incredible see the yeah. trick is he he works in the future he's like you're like what like three episodes <laughs> ahead all the time so i have the ability traveler. to stop time for everyone else and then oh. i can just work on podcast editing while everyone's paused like that episode <laughs> of um the twilight zone where the nuclear missiles are coming and they stop time and the, they're just hovering in the air there was that the episode where the guy wants to just read books and be by himself and then at the end 
his no, glasses that was like the, I, I think that was the original series. Yeah, he just wants to read books and then his glasses break. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. He's yeah. like in a library and he's all thinks he's this is great. Because maybe it was based on that one. But this is like the revival they did, I think, in the 80s. And oh. it was the woman finds this amulet and she realizes when she says shut up that every time freezes and everyone stops talking. So oh, wow. she uses she, she she's ignoring the nuclear threat that everyone's warning her about because she thinks they're annoying. And then at the end, they launch an actual nuclear attack and she freezes time and goes out in the supermarket in the sky. You can see the the ICBMs just hovering in in midair, which is not what they would do. They would drop their payload and probably just crash down in the ocean or something. But um, for the purposes of the show and for the purposes of whatever, how of nine-year-old me or however old it was, it was terrifying. I believe that. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the old show. I don't know if I, I guess I'm not as familiar with the the 80s reboot, but. Uh... Hey, do you guys remember the episode where the Canadian was stuck in a podcast talking about <laughs> the Twilight Zone, which he knows nothing about? <laughs> that sounds boring. <laughs> And it just and it and time seemed to stand still. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Rye? <laughs> I don't know. Things have been pretty uh, slow up here. Um, I do, I have a kind of gross story. Oh, uh, perfect. Today, <laughs> um, I went to uh, around this time in the season when the seasons change. Old ride guy's ears get clogged with a bunch of fucking wax. It's just the yeah. thing that I have. I wear headphones all the time at work. I think that contributes to it too. But I got the old bad boys uh, twirled out there. So everything is really like high def now. Your voices are different. And uh, yeah, I didn't realize how much crap was in there. Where does it, one it go up. to to get that done? Like, who is who's the expert that you see? Just like an ear doctor? Or? I actually went to a walk-in. And it, it wasn't like a sex clinic or something, but it was like a legit, like... No one thought it was. That's a diff- different swab, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thou dost protest too much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can just get it done at like the pharmacy here. There's like a walk-in because it's usually like you can pop it and I'm like, ah, it's fine, whatever. And then like eventually it's just like, no, nothing today, buddy. So I had to like duck out of work and just get it flushed out. Okay. But it, it is a great experience though. I, I recommend you do it. It's very... Like the feeling of it. Woo. Can I tell you, right? Maybe this is too far, but maybe it's another thing we have in common, even though we live in these these very different worlds. They're called countries. But I've had to go to the walk-in clinic for the same reason. It was my ears were completely clogged. Well, one ear was clogged. And instead of flushing it out, this guy just jabbed. I don't know, some kind of scalpel into my ear. What? And it was one of the most painful experiences of my life. Ooh. And then just pulled out, and this this part's on me. There was a mass of earwax in there. Yeah. Oh. And it, it finally got it out. It took forever. It hurt like hell. And it was finally out. And I just, I, I was in a different space. I just, <laughs> I don't know what just happened to my body. And then he wants to show me. Uh, here's what I just pulled out. Oh, yeah, of course. They always show it to you. That's why I brought it up. And they have to definitely show it to you. Yeah. You want to see it? <laughs> no, I'm not a weird doctor like you. <laughs> I really, I, now I'm really enticed. I want, I feel like I need to get this done. All podcasters should do it at some point. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Haven't you noticed how hot the mixes are on uh, Northwest South? <laughs> yeah, take your podcaster in at least every 12 episodes to get an earwax removal. Um, <laughs> but I'm afraid I'm just going to get stuck with a bill for $700 because I'm in America and like, we can't just 
you can't just go in someplace and ask for them to do anything to your your health for anything less than that so yeah yeah that's a very, very good point yeah so i'm gonna ask my doctor here. about this this is a good this is this is a a good thing that i think needs to happen well you'll probably get the clay coat hanger ear there that's nuts like because they have a whole apparatus that they do with mine where it like cycles water through and it's actually quite relaxing it's nice oh and then once it pops it's like whoa guys oh yeah yeah Hmm. Yeah. well this was about 20 years ago maybe uh technology has advanced but it was extremely unpleasant (laughs) extremely unpleasant and today's theme should we just get into it boys it's sampling appropriating from other works Mm -hmm. and creating a new work that's kind of the vibe we're going for of course i leaned heavily right away just coming up with the theme it was thinking about hip-hop and stuff and one guy that I thought I'd want to bring on is Nate, because uh, we share an appreciation for the hippity hoppity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I love this stuff, and I don't get to talk about it at all on the Deep Purple podcast with all <laughs> yeah. of the very. I mean, we there's been a couple of vague references, but for the most part, yeah, the, the music that we're talking about is rock or funk or metal related, and yeah, usually there's no sampling involved. Yeah, there's some Mellotrons in there and stuff. That's kind sure. of a form yeah, of sampling. Exactly. It's kind of a yeah, a very early form of sampling right there. Yeah. There are it's interesting. There's a whole other set of tools that um it's not really it's not that it's not appreciated by the rock, but for the most part, like rock guys aren't really into the idea of using that as a creative thing where you're taking something that somebody else has already done. They're more about the hey, like we created this song or hey that's my riff i want money for it (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's what the rock guys seem to do (laughs) i wonder if that's changed at all is uh, obviously hip-hop has become more accepted and it's the most popular genre in the world right i wonder because when it first came out the the rock guys i remember reading a lot of quotes where they said this isn't real music they're not playing instruments yada 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 it's all pretty embarrassing even at the time a young guy like me who loved rock music and i still do just felt kind of just why be so dismissive of this cool new thing that's happening i think it 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 has its roots in in disco both the actual music itself and the attitude that rock guys have towards it and i think i think it i I think it's been much more accepted now because it's very clear that it's not going away disco did go away right it was around big had a peak it may be from beginning to end was depending on what you where you put the uh um the goalposts it couldn't have been more than five or six years that that was really a big thing but i think so many people at the time felt so threatened by it and i think you see the same thing with like grunge when that came on the scene in the early 90s um the fact that this music was now it was being played on the radio and your music wasn't it was like this threat as if that had somehow was responsible for it and as if you couldn't listen to that music anymore like you realize you could go you could listen to your album still or seek out a another source of music and it was the same reaction to disco maybe 20 years earlier and then and again kind of i rap might have come in a little bit earlier but it was a little underground and then when it started to become a little more mainstream in the late 80s early 90s that was that threat again oh no it's a music that's different from my music yeah i've always thought that the beat creation and like the idea of sampling in in its original kind of form was like so creative and so like it would they would actually push it farther and farther to like 
find the most obscure things like those crate diggers and stuff they'd be pulling from these albums that nobody has ever heard of and they'll take a little bit of it and twist it and make it into their own thing and it did kind of get to the point when that whole crossover happened with rock and um that it, it began to be more like a song being played recognizably and then like a rapping over it so i think a lot of uh pure musician guys would see that as like well that's just somebody not singing the way that the original song was over top of something that's been created by other people yeah i mean i don't i don't like certain genres as much as others but that's just personal preference but you know just because i don't listen to a lot of reggae i'm not gonna say this is not music right this is not (laughs) music i do not accept this as music i mean that's just absurd and that's that's the funny thing is it's so dismissive. It's it's not even that. Oh, I, I don't care for this, which is totally yeah, fine. If you don't like fine, if you don't like hip hop or rap, totally fine. And I can understand I can understand that with any genre. But to say, oh, this isn't music. That's when it's like, OK, there's something a little deeper here. You feel threatened by this for some reason, for some weird reason. And the whole, oh, it's just talking over music. OK, you try to sound like any one of these MCs like talking over music you're gonna sound like a fool like it it takes a lot of skill to do what they're doing what wh- whether you think it does or doesn't exactly yeah. all right so let me tell you a little something about what i brought this week and this this is um this is a little game i love games you guys have to know have this played a game there. for a while it's got a spreadsheet oh it's <laughs> the best kind of game and so i can ta- i can tabulate i've got a, 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 a got an incredibly overcomplicated scoring system and basically what i'm going to do is i'm going to play an original song for you and then um based on your responses to the original song and then playing the song that the sample is used in you'll be assigned a various number of points for what you can identify from the original song and the um the end product and at what point you can recognize what the song is from, if at all. Um, some of them are easy. Some of them are probably not going to be possible because they're a little, a little um, obscure. Um, but you know, in the heat, of, in the heat of the moment when you're not the guy who put together the samples, I'm sure it'll be a little trickier <laughs> to figure out some of them. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, if you get if you get the original uh, artist on some of these, you'll get a number of points. And the original song, you'll get a number of points. If you, and if you can identify at least the song in the end, even if you didn't identify where the sample comes from, you get fewer points. All right. So we're going to go with Rye first. Okay. And um, let God. me know if there's any problems with the volume levels here. But here's the, uh, the first song. And you can feel free to talk over it. I got no snare in my head. Can you hear that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what it is. You know what, you know what the song is? Yeah. Okay. This is not the part that's sampled quite yet. Here it comes. All right, so that was the sampled bit. Okay. Did you did you pick up on that? I'm trying to think now. I mean, do I get points for knowing it's from Psycho? Uh, sure, you sure do. <laughs> I'm gonna give Sweet. you a. I'm going to give you those. three. I'm going to give you assign you three points for knowing it's from Psycho. Nice. Alfred Hitchcock uh, directed that. Does that have anything? To do? He did. No. If you know the if you know the composer, I'll give you a, a few extra points too. Oh, the composer. Jeez. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Probably should know it. I did take like film school basically, and we probably wrote a paper on fucking Psycho. <laughs> but uh, 
I probably quickly transitioned it into some other slasher that I enjoy more. <laughs> All right. The, the, the composer is Bernard Herman. Bernard Herman, yes, and I know the name. Here is the track that that sample is used on. Yeah. As a shorty playing in the front yard of yeah. the crib, fell down and I bumped my head. Somebody held me up and asked me if I bumped my head. I said, yeah. So then they said, oh, so that means you're going you gonna to switch it on them. I said, yeah, flip mode. Flip mode is the greatest. You know, and as yeah. a shorty, Busta Rhymes. Told, yep. Yeah, flip mode. But, was a giveaway. Flip mode was the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> Going on about flip mode is a is a is a. All right, do you know the name of the song? Uh, shit. Is it give me some more? It is indeed. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I felt there it coming. Go. All yeah. right, so you got the the song, the artist, and the original. So that gives Rye six points for this round. Oh. Oof. Good. Oh, good about that. So um next up, Clay, I got one for you. Um this one's gonna be well, let me start playing it right now. Unless you really know it, this part of the song is not gonna be familiar at all. All right, so this is just the beginning of the song. I'm gonna skip ahead to the section that's actually used, and over the course of that sample, it should become a little more obvious what it is the breakdown here. Oh, yeah. Eminem. There you go. Slim Shady, my name is... What is this from, though? Now, here, here comes the sample right here. This is, I'm, I'm just assuming you don't know the artist. I don't know the artist. The original no, artist. Yeah. I don't know why you would, unless you had looked it up. <laughs> as as I, <laughs> okay, I remember digging up this album years ago when I found out who it was, because I liked it so much. And I still couldn't remember who it was when I was digging for this. It's incredibly but cool. Who is it? It's a La, uh, La, Labby Seafray. And the name of the album is Remember My Song. This song is called I Got The. What's it got? Great album. The whole album kind of has that vibe to it. So really? that's cool. I'd highly was recommend it. Was the not to cut off uh, your uh, point gathering here, Clay, but it, yep. it sounds like you've dried up <laughs> after some I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but the beginning, the first uh, part, was that sampled by uh, P. Diddy? It's very possible. It, it sounds like uh, Bad Boys for Life, at least the, the uh, we ain't going nowhere it has the same i just i heard it in there that's what i thought you were going for it's it's very possible and that's the thing about a lot of these songs is um <laughs> i was thinking of putting just like funky drummer in there and just saying like what yeah. basically whatever you said would be, would be right <laughs> yeah. i would imagine once someone discovers a, a cool song like that then other rappers might dig into it but i don't right. know Exactly. And great that you brought that up because um, that, well, for, for, first of all, that, that brings uh, Clay up to three points of so six, three in favor of Rye so far. Um, this next one is a, is a little bit um, in that same vein of you finding something and kind of going back to the well a few times. So, um, so here's the original song right here. Oh, 
I know the sample. I know what samples it, but. So it's the far side, me, myself, and I is the, the one who samples, right? Um, you are close. You you got the song. That's oh, not the far side. Uh, no. So let's let's play the uh the the sampled one, which is basically indistinguishable in the first few bars. Okay. <laughs> it's basically the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't take a lot of liberties. This is De La Soul. De La Soul, fuck. Me, myself, and I. Same, same uh, general uh, vibe, though. Yeah. So the original artist is Funkadelic. Okay. Which is where you'll catch a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. uh, so oh, yeah. Funkadelic, and the name of the song is Not Just Knee Deep Parts 1 and 2. It's a 15-minute song, which is, you know, pretty much kind of going on that same droning beat with us just a lot of weird george yeah. clinton bootsy collins things going on um but uh, as they do so so you get the one point for getting the song uh, uh bringing far side <laughs> far side you were close you were very close yeah um for our next track we're gonna do something um uh, a little different um so right. here is the original song this one's going to clay here Once again, this is not the sam sampled part. In a few more seconds here, they're going to go to a little bit of a different part after. This is where the sample is going to be, right here. <laughs> Can I steal? And I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm... And I'm sorry. I remember to, learning that bass riff. Yeah, I'm sorry to have to like do that a, to you because this one's painful for me. Fly, honey, baby. <laughs> what the hell is that song? <laughs> well, you got the name. You got the name of the song. So, so here's here's the song. I'll put that blob of earwax back in my ear. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the name I know. of this group. Yeah, well, yeah, you're probably not alone. <laughs> um, I actually remembered it. That's <laughs> so I almost said oh, it. The name of the, the name of the band is Crazy Town. Crazy, right. of course. Such a dumb name. How did I not remember? <laughs> it's really uh, celebrity rehab. Not to make light of uh, rehab issues, but that that moron from the, <laughs> was rapping in our ears a minute ago. Uh, he was on there. His name was like Monkey Face or something like that. <laughs> so. I don't even know what the heck Something his name monkey. Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be Monkey Face. Monkey Face from the band Crazy Town. Crazy Town. But this was painful for me because this was this is the first time I ever kind of got it why some people were upset about rap because I had that original album, that original song by a band I really liked, an album I really liked. I listened wow. to it a ton. And then like 10 years later, um, on the radio and I just hear that thing start up and I'm like, wait, what is this? And then that guy starts and I'm like, wait, they did this to one of my, this is my song. They can't do that. And I was like all very <laughs> defensive about it. Oh yeah. That's interesting because that song, if I, when I hear when I heard it immediately, it just obviously makes me think of this terrible song that I hate. But if I never heard the, the crazy town shit and I just heard that song today, I probably would think, man, this is pretty cool. 
It is. It's a great song. Uh, any ideas of who that who that first song is is by? Um, no, I don't <laughs> don't know. Okay, it's um it's a song called "Pretty Little Ditty" by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, it's off of uh, Mother's Milk. Yeah, I could have st- I could have stole you know that what? too. I did at one point think about <laughs> Chili Peppers, but that I don't know it felt too obvious, and then I forgot about it. But yeah, okay. I'm I'm still a little salty about that whole ordeal because that was kind it's, of a. Well, yeah, I had and, no uh, idea, but it just gives uh, Flea some more cash, right? Because he's he plays on everything too. But. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that that yeah that sits well with me is I, the Chili Peppers <laughs> probably made ten million dollars off of that stupid song, yeah. <laughs> and they, they and the band actually probably didn't make a ton because they had to pay probably fifty percent of it to the Chili Peppers, so. Yeah, so Good that was that was gonna be that was my story. I didn't finish saying it, but like in uh, Bass Player Magazine, they had the tabs for that, and they had they they did in the article they talked about how it was uh, Flea's riff and all this stuff, and then they showed how Flea plays and all this. And that's that trumpet. Flea's playing the trumpet on that too. Yeah, that's right. Man, who knew you could take a Chili Peppers song <laughs> and put worse lyrics on top than <laughs> Antikitas? Sing them worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, a more a more ridiculous delivery. <laughs> okay, so we got we got two rounds each. Uh, rise up seven to four. Um, I got I can do another I can I can do another few rounds. We'll see how this goes. We got at least one more here. Um, oh one more right. round that is. Um, okay, so it's gonna here get progressively go. harder, isn't it? Um, eh. <laughs> not I, I was going to do that but then i was like it's too hard to figure out what's harder so i just kind of threw them all in here so um yeah, here is a song that everybody knows which is uh sampled on a song everybody knows so let's see uh how you do with this one right here you go rapper's you the- delight there you go. That's the song. Sugar Sugar Hill Gang. That's the artist. But some and fucking the, disco. And the part that the, <laughs> not real music. The, the part where this actually uh, starts, the real sample is right here. Great bass line. Fucking sick bass tone. One of mm-hmm. one of the greatest pretty much launched an entire genre seriously why is it not coming to my head though i i'm thinking funkadelic bootsy collins now but it's not that is it yeah i don't know that i would have known the like i know the is band Edwin star no i know no. the band i know the song but <laughs> i'm just I, gonna it's... start naming <laughs> yeah <laughs> the funky disco style bands we're, we're gonna say with the one guest that, that was on fire so <laughs> the band is chic and the chic song is good times Okay. But you got three points from the artist and song, an additional three points that round. So nice. That's that's, that's a good one. And of course, uh, here we go. It's going to sound very familiar. Did they, did they record the uh, cowbell there? Yeah, I don't know where that part comes from. It's probably a sample from something else. <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> and the Chic song is like seven minutes long, but they're like, we're going to make a 15 minute song about how you ate at your friend's house and the food wasn't too good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the greatest delivery ever. Yeah, they overly enunciate. <laughs> Let me make it very clear. Yes, 
Yeah, there's no confusion as, have you ever been to your friend's house to eat and the food just won't too good? You know, it's just. my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike and I like to say hello. I'm to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, the purple and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie, say up, jump the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Okay, so you got three points that round. Um, uh, This brings us to Clay. And let's hear the original song. You're not going to need the spreadsheet. I'm just dominating this guy. (laughs) Here here we go. Tonight's young. Yeah, let's let's see what this is. (laughs) And that is the sample right there. So that's a problem. (laughs) <laughs> <For me. laughs> i like it and it sounds familiar oh god this one's a little sneaky because it is sped up a bit oh, i do not know is it uh your mama Buck? No. It, is, it is it is not <laughs> do you want to hear like the it. uh <laughs> want to hear the the, the, yeah, yeah. the the song here we go Sped up a bit. Explosive. West Coast shit, my nigga wish. Plays a track. Girls that used to turn they back. Causing me to yank their arm and pose like I would do them all. Now I'm saying thank you because they tell me my shit's the bomb. Explosive. Anything? I don't know. I know I should know this, but I don't, I don't know it. That is um, Explosive by Dr. Dre. And the original song is Bumpy's Lament from the Shaft soundtrack <laughs> by uh, Mac Brown and the Brothers. Ooh, I'm about to take an L, guys. That wasn't Dre <laughs> rapping, though. Who were those? No, no. Like, he, yeah. He's well, like, you know. know, he's one of those guys Barely like, um, raps. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like if you ever said BB King live, like he just comes out when he needs to. His <laughs> band just goes crazy. Yeah. He occasionally sets, stands up. He occasionally just walks off stage. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. When you're at that level, you don't you don't even need to be in the spotlight. So true. <laughs> All right. So we got a we got a 10 to 4 right now. We can call it there. We can do one more round if you want redemption, whatever you guys want to do. Let's do a round where we can steal. I, yeah. Let me go to the bathroom. How's that sound to you guys? And we'll do a, a, a bonus round. It sounds great. Okay. It's um, it's Rye's turn, right? Yes. yes. All right, here we go. So this next one, uh, let me load this one up for you. So this this one is a little trickier. I believe this one is pretty heavily tampered with on the the song that uses it as a sample <laughs> <laughs> all right got some early synth yep that, that's a perfect album to kind of try to um try to sample from so <laughs> any any ideas spooky <laughs> no idea who's doing that some dork <laughs> that's a tough one <laughs> but um 
But I I do kind of recognize oh. the melody. At first, I thought it was like it sounded like that uh, Nancy Sinatra fucking mm. thing. But it's going into a hip hop song, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Rise guess is either some dork or Nancy <laughs> Sinatra. <laughs> I'm going with the dork. I was going with the dork. Final yeah. answer. That was right. Oh, well, you're you're right. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of dorks, some, some dorks. <laughs> I just want to say that I've known all of Rise. Just, you know, if anyone's keeping score on that level. This is uh, T Pain. <laughs> New jam. So here we go. So they're kind of using oh, it in the background here, I believe. And it might even be later in the. Because um... Mixmaster Mike can't play those two keys on a. <laughs> exactly. What are these people doing? There's, this isn't music. So, All right, so that's uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, what the hell is the Intergalactic, I guess it was called, right? That's the one. That's what it's called. Hello Nasty was the album. Can I get extra Sorry. points for that? Sardine can and cover. I remember that. No, oh, he's, he's, he's pointing out the cover. It's going to count for no, something. No, that was not available. That was a earlier. big album when I was in high school. Everybody had that in their, uh, their flip-a-do there. Oh, yeah. That was I never really liked the Beastie Boys. And I always found them kind of... Nah, not a big fan. I not always really fan. loved that I album. Mean... It was a really big album for me that summer that it came out. And um, mm. my buddy Scott like didn't like the album and he was a big beastie boys fan and i was like why not and he said every single song on the album is and then it ruined it for me i was like i couldn't listen to i was like oh man you ruined this album for me because he was right i mean i still love the album but yeah and the gang vocals yeah gang vocals yeah it's kind of obnoxious it's very obnoxious actually i liked the one the stripped down one they did with all the scratching the um, oh, uh, from that album, three MCs and one DJ. Yeah, because it was like a back to the basics kind of. I vibe. like I like how they had a music video for it, and it was completely different music. Like the lyrics were the same, but the uh, mix master Mike was just doing a completely a different thing. thing, right? Yeah, like they yeah. went into a building, and you follow them into the building, and they go all the way into this basement, and they find find him just at the turntable. No, no, it's I'm sorry, it's mixmaster mike goes in this basement and they're all just standing there with microphones like like mannequins right right and then he starts doing it and they do the whole rap and then they go right back in that position he just packs up all the stuff and leaves it was like a really weird video yeah i remember that just being like a cool thing of showing them on the ones and twos there yeah wheels of steel and then i think they did it again on like saturday night live and again was like the music was completely different but the the vocals were the (laughs) same but pretty impressive um all right so no no need to steal there um, so you get you get the points Rhyming for the uh, the Beastie Boys kind of drive me crazy. Uh, I could go on a long rant, which I will not do. Maybe yeah, yeah. In, at a future date, but uh, I have to have a North by South Beastie Boys uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not big into them either, but uh, I I appreciate parts of them. I always thought that they got too much credit for like being they can play their own instruments, and then they're just like they're just like a sh- I don't know. It's like why is that a huge deal? I don't know. I think it's weird because they were like a punk band and then they did the, like the whole um, rap thing as a like kind of a joke. And then it just ended yeah. up taking off. And then they started doing thing. that for the rest it, of their career. It, it, it was the beginning of that. Like it has that, it always has that frat vibe um, yes. to me. Yes. And like that, yeah. there's a, there's a hor- horrible 
uh, thread of hip hop that follows that frat boy stuff. The frat boy stuff is a good way to explain it. Mac Miller and all that garbage. Yeah. Yeah. They act like frat dudes, at least back in the day. Like, you know, enjoy your one of those things like they they did it at first like as a joke but then they became that you know like mm. they yeah so it's i mean i don't know if, if if i had achieved that level of fame at that age what i would have done yeah it wasn't as good as like I, you know like i like third base for that like mm-hmm. weird frat kind of vibe i thought he did it kind of good where it's like tongue-in-cheek and he's kind of like making fun of that but yeah. still they had some skill so I dug them a bit, but like, you know, it just falls. Into, once, once I actually got into hip hop, I got into like the, the real shit. Yeah. Well, it's the, yeah, the BC boys are like kind of like revered as like the, the godfathers of it. It's like, it's kind of a weird trajectory that they went, went through. Yeah. Um, all right, Clay, tossing this one to you. Okay. A, a song lost. everybody knows. <laughs> you, should, you should be able to get this one. No pressure. Oh, shit. Here we go. I do know this song. Yeah, it's a uh, wild side. It's a uh, Velvet Underground. Uh, what's this? But yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. All right. So everyone knows that one, right? Let's yeah. see. Does everybody know the song that it's used on, which is going to sound exactly the same once again? Here, here we go. Sounds exactly the same, but lower fidelity. <laughs> yeah, I do remember the. What is it? Like Marky Mark. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I swear, Marky Mark did something with this, but. Well, it is a hip hop act, so they might end up saying their names eventually. <laughs> can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does. Before yep, there the- it is. Yeah, tribe yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to go that direction. Yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a bit of a gimme. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was. Yeah, all helps. right, so so believe it or not, that brings us to thirteen, fourteen in flavor in flavor, 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 flavor. in flavor of clay. Actually, t- pulling into the what? lead with the what? with with that one, yeah. So I wasn't that do, far behind, and I just destroyed it. So are we going to do the? Uh, are we going to do the? There. Are we going to do the final round then? Well, we have to now. We have to now, right? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say no, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clay doesn't want to do the final round, but it's going to be hard to convince Rye otherwise now. Yeah. Uh, this is really getting a intense. Marathon episode. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It just got we can, interesting. We can edit the section down a bit. Yeah. That's amazing, Nate. Seriously, thanks for putting the really cool game together. Oh, no. Yeah. This is my pleasure. All right. So here we go. Um, this will probably sound instantly familiar. Here you go. This one's to Rye. I know it. <laughs> oh, baby, you you got what I need. You got everything I need. You like medicine to me. Oh, baby. I got Rye's playing it cool right now. I wish it, you guys could see this. Is it, is it Smokey <laughs> Robinson? It is not. No, you're in the right wheelhouse. Any guesses on who that original artist is? I mean, that's a tough one. I thought it was like, yeah, it's Motown, right? 
Well, you you want to guess the name of the original song? <laughs> Uh no, I you probably said it there. I was <laughs> no, I, I I'm sorry, I don't know this one. <laughs> you don't know the song it's used on either. Oh, oh my gosh, we we might have an honest to goodness upset here, Clay. We might, my, and this might be I the shock, most me. shocking moment in the history of North by South. <laughs> and right, I know if I were you, it's so obnoxious when you're on the spot and the other guys are like, ha everyone knows this, but everyone fucking knows this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some people just may have never seen heard that song sung as well before. So here, let's listen True. to the uh, song. Maybe it's used a Canadian in. thing. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, it didn't cross the border. Had a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her So this could be also just a, yeah, this could be a Canadian radio sort of thing. It really could. No, I, to, I know the song, but it's not one that... And I know that the hook is sung, really. I gotta hear that chorus, because I know the hook. You, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a friend. Oh, All right, so you want to hazard a guess as to what the name of the song is? <laughs> you got what I need. Well, actually, that, that's the trick. That's the tricky part. Just a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have to go to the judges on that one? <laughs> is this ODB? It, it is. It, it does it sound is like just, ODB. This this song is called Just a Friend. The original is Just called You Got What I Need. Uh, okay. <laughs> so no, how are we how are we issuing points from that for that one? I'll I mean, you- I would I would think about negative twenty for that. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Really? Is this like a huge one for you guys? Oh, Biz Marquee. Yeah, that's a huge. Biz yeah, Marquee. It was a huge, yeah. it was it was a hit. huge hit here, but it was I mean, a hit. Yeah, might not have been for you. Mm-hmm. It was Everyone, on the radio here. I just remember, I don't know when I, this came out probably when I was in high school and just everybody would just be, it was to the point where I just hated the freaking songs. Everyone would be singing it all the time. Right. And then when I heard the original, I was like, wow, it's like hearing it being sung by someone who can actually sing. <laughs> Because as much as I love Biz Marquis, he's not much of a singer. Not, not no, and I totally, singing, I totally remember him that part, that hook. Definitely right. not my style of hip hop, though, because I am I mean, very the stuff like you know, I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but like <laughs> not by much. But I yeah. definitely sometimes, fair. sometimes just a few years can make make a huge difference on something like that because it's not like it was a. Uh, it's something that was getting played on the radio continuous. It got played continuously for a very short amount of time and then kind yeah. of faded into obscurity for a while. And is you know, recently kind of had a little resurgence, I think when people. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. Bismarck, he died last year and there were a lot of cool stories that came yep. out about him. He mm-hmm. actually had this encyclopedic musical knowledge and was a, a pretty intelligent and cool guy from by all accounts. Uh, but yeah, I'd be willing to bet it was a bigger hit down here than it was up there, right? Because it was just kind of hard to escape at a certain point. But it came, it rose quickly and faded quickly, and it was definitely his only real hit. It's a lot like me during this game. My confidence rose <laughs> yeah. quickly and then faded. Now I just feel defeated. So I'm going to give you that one point for getting Just a Friend, the name of the song. and that, just, <laughs> from, just to make it interesting and tie it up here it. at 1414. Um, and that's throwing the last one here to clay. Um, this, this one is, uh, well, it's one of those things. If you know, if you know it, you know it. And if you don't, 
you know, you might be out of luck. So let's let's see if you can or or through context clues, if you can figure out who it is. So here is the original track. the whole sample there that gets used in the song any uh, it's bad news for me i have no <laughs> clue like that doesn't even sound familiar to me oh my god you know I, I i devised this really convoluted scoring system because i figured there's no friggin' way they could possibly have a tie with this system <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, not, really it's not a really like yet. any good game show host you just make it a tie regardless of <laughs> that's true yeah, exactly <laughs> i was trying to actively avoid that okay here's the song that that sample is used on ready or not here i come you can't hide okay the Fugees. there you go yeah so you I got the artist song. do you know the name of the song uh yes i do I mean, I've already won, so we'll just be probably on at this point. <laughs> just I, stop, course, end it song. right here, uh, unceremoniously. Shit. That's weird. I felt like I'd never heard that sample before, but I've heard this song a million times. You know, I, until I listened to that original, I thought that that was like a synthesizer. I didn't realize it was actually somebody's voice. And Someone's singing, well, yeah. Rye, um, actually, so if I give you the name of the uh, artist and the name of that, and I give Rye actually called the name of the original artist, I think he I was did. doing it as a joke. Oh, no, I, I I'm from Ireland. Oh, okay. There you go. So he knows oh, it. Yeah, yes. I know. I know my Enya. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So that <laughs> I was. I thought it was Enya. a lightning round too. <laughs> Good thing Clay doesn't yeah, listen I mean, to me. That's not <laughs> even close to within the rules. It was clearly my turn, but you know what? I think it's just a tie. It was a well-fought battle. And yeah, yeah, we'll give we'll give you two for the uh, yeah two for the artist, one for the song, and then we'll if we can ride the points for the. Uh, uh, for the Enya, then yeah, it is a tie. Look at that. <laughs> I like it. I'm good Enya with that. Is always there for me. She always bails me out. We have no, yeah, there's no, tough. there's no winner. <laughs> but on the Enya. <laughs> you know what they say down south, y'all? A tie is like kissing your sister. <laughs> it's true. They say that up north too, actually. Oh, thank God. In the hockey world, it's very, it's very big one in, in hockey. Okay. Every, makes... Anytime there's, anytime there's a tie, you're guaranteed to hear Don Cherry or someone say, "Ah, it's like kissing your sister." Okay, that makes me feel better. I was afraid that yeah. was a southern thing, and I don't have no. a sister. So. We, we we call it a shootout. <laughs> yeah, now when it you're doesn't kissing work. your sister, <laughs> when you kiss your sister, it's like you go, oh, "This is like a shootout." <laughs> all right, well, thanks, guys. I think we all learned a little something about music and a little something about ourselves. That was that cool. Yeah, it is. Like oh, you guys yeah. said last time, it is hard when you're in the seat and you're listening to them. Um, but like, it's it also is. very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think. Uh, I, it's a good time to go into uh, my selects for the month. And uh, it's going to be another five thing here. It's kind of high five built into it because I've got a sample that I've picked and then five versions of it leading up to the one. Let's play the sample first. Um, not the Canadian connection here. I, I could have went either way, I guess. You could have a Canadian band being sampled and go to an American one, but... It starts off uh, down south here and works its way up. Right. All my uh, selects here are going to be drawing from this source, which is the BT Express, also known as the Brooklyn Transit Express. 
So obviously not the Canadian part here. An American group out of guess where? Poughkeepsie. No, they're from Brooklyn. <laughs> and uh, some high tempo funk disco here to kick things off. Right, so that's everything good to you. Parentheses ain't always good for you. By the BT Express, 1974. The sample there is right at the end there. Uh, yeah, I love those high guitar wah stabs. And you'll see how when this is sampled, a big thing with this is like the tempo changing and the way that her voice in particular too. You notice it. Uh, that's uh, Barbara Joyce. Lomas was her name. She's on vocals there. Pretty hot band. It's great. For yeah. sure. So I got four samples lined up here of this being sampled. We'll get to the first one here. And the parental advisory sticker goes on <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, Clay, Nate, put the kids to bed. All it's right. about to get raw. Um, first up, <laughs> this is my favorite hip-hop duo. We got the Long Island legends, Eric Sherman and Parrish Smith. Better known as EPMD, live in effect. So this is Get the Bozak. This is the first time I heard this sample and uh, probably the most recognizable one of you guys know your hip-hop. Aw, uh, yeah, vacation's over. Suckers still picking on the four-leaf clover. As I say my check, EPMD's in effect. Snapping necks and cashing large checks. As I flexed and wrecked, so he was next. Shazam, let me tell you who I am. The E-R-I-C-K, yes, E-R-M-O-N. Call me a rummerjack. Or a midland warrior doing damage to the world with the hurricane glory. I'm serious. You can say I'm furious. Yeah, so they found the loop here just in the first two seconds of that song. Uh, yeah. You do have the, <laughs> the in there. You see a bit of her voice comes in. Um, but they cut it up really cool. Actually, in the second verse, he kind of stutters it a bit more. They drop a couple other little samples in there as well. But like for me, EPMD is like golden age perfection. I don't know if you guys fuck with them at all, but they're great. And they always sound like they're just like, like have a handheld microphone with a sock over it in a closet yeah. or something. It's like so lo fi, but it, just, it works so well. It's, I, yeah, I love and there's that a kind confidence of in, in how their vocals are mixed too, because they're very, the, the beats very low and the, yeah, the timbre of their voice is very high and very prime. I, mean, I know it's, yeah, it's probably speaks to the, the like DIY style that they had. Um, but it also just shows how on they are and how, yeah, kicking. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any EQ or post-processing at all on the vocals. No, they have to kind of raise it in the mix because there's no other way to make it stand out. It's so lo-fi, but just it's, I love that sound. Yeah, and just slightly slowed down here. They added that hi-hat in there, a little bit of like boom-bap flavor. This is, of course, 1989, so kind of when hip-hop really shifted from the the disco stuff to more about the rappers, you know, and them it's, it's between them and like Eric B and Rakim as like my favorite, like duo of that, uh, you know, era moving on. We're going to get a little bit more poppy here. going to move through the ages as well. This is one that I definitely had in my cassette collection. Um, this is uh puff daddy pre P diddy. 
and mace. Oh my goodness! This is from the uh, the uh, Harlem World. Did you guys have that CD? That was a big one for us. Everybody had that in my high school. Uh, never liked no. Buff Daddy. No, no, not into the hype. <laughs> Some bad, 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 bad boys. They don't make you feel good, do they? All right. <laughs> Well, Make them this is bad. a pretty kick in uh, use of the sample, though, here. So we'll go to it. This is Will They Die For You? Question mark. I'm in to get the keys like the pie with you. I ain't talking about those that get high with you. Niggas know infrared on your head and they ride with you. How many niggas that'll die for you? How many get the keys like the pie with you? I ain't talking about those that get high with you. Niggas know infrared on your head and they ride with you. Wanna ride for you? Would you ride for me? Wanna die for you? Would you die for me? Yeah, so more party up vibes here. I mean, that's what the Puff Daddy and the family are all about. There's some kind of pointless scratching going on there, if you ask me. Well, it's really interesting how you can hear like the same song being used. I mean, even though it's the same sort of segment there at the beginning, it's it reminds you of just one of those uh, exercises you have. You give the same song to 20 different producers and everyone has, a you know, yeah. two hours to make something different with it. And you'll have 20 completely different views on the same thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. On to the next one here. This is a very iconic use of it. And uh, this is also one of my favorites here. Uh, this one came out in the same year as my selection as well. That I'm building towards here. Don't worry, I'll get up north eventually here. But uh, another American treasure for you. DMX, rest in peace. And I really like this one. The way he did it, he slows down the tempo and he really makes a groove here. So this is from DMX's 1998. It's dark. And hell is hot. I've heard. I've heard that, yeah. Get at me, dog. Bark in there. Gotta get the bark. <laughs> Clay, your yeah. dogs are calm today, but I'm bringing some yeah. dogs. Yeah, we had to get them in there somehow. <laughs> DMX, he he's one of those people that, regardless of genre, just had a perfect voice for what he does. I mean, that voice to me just kind of stands out above the rest, and it just belongs in that genre, that type of music he makes. You know, it'd be pretty hard to have a, a DMX song that didn't work just because his voice could carry the day. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a unique voice for sure. And it brings a authenticity to his vibes when you know kind of what he's about and you know yeah. the struggles he's had in life and stuff. He is kind of like, yeah, you know, and unfortunately his life was cut <laughs> short by drug addiction and all that. But uh, I always, yeah, I always loved his stuff. And like I said, I love his albums. He's, he's good at like concept albums and his, like his skits and stuff in between and the flow of them. And like, they're, they're evil. And like, they got this cool vibe to them. The, the art that he had on those first couple albums, hip hop got really bad with like album art when exhibit was big. And like the, um, like what's this is a fucking no limit soldiers. Those guys were like with those really hyped out, um, covers 
but like his had like a vibes. Like I love that one where he's like on the cover and he's just like covered in blood and it's like white background. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I'm, like as a kid, like I saw that cassette, I was like, yoink, that guy looks like he's going to talk about some cool shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, that stands out. Yeah. Just like yeah. his voice that stands out. Absolutely. So I got one more to get to here before I get into my select for today. Stretching it out, obviously. And this is one of Snoop's homies here. Again, this is from 1998. This was like a big sample in 1998, I guess. So this is uh, This Life of Mine by Badass. Word on the Streets It was the name of the album. And it's actually a cool album. I remember having it, um, or at least having a torrent of it. And uh, featuring Outlaws with a Z as well. So lots of Zs and Zs. I'm familiar with you that, say it. that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we get, it's two to one Zs versus Zs here. That's right. Yes, thank you, Nick. <laughs> it's a battle within the battle here. <laughs> this is this it's life of mine, which is a battle within a battle. Um, <laughs> badass. See them running for cover, but that's hot like gunpowder. Ashes and dust, them are bit in the area. Well, since a young age, I've been thugged out to the fullest. Nigga, strap now, you don't want that. Give me a get, I bet I pull it. Cause since a young age, I've been starving. Nigga, stay hungry. Fucked around with the lonely. Couldn't fuck around with the phony. It is life elite. Nigga, hustle at a crack speed and I think we Fuck, make a friend, let's make you bleed. I can cry for you at your own scene. This Napoleon. But a duck quick, go strike first, it's on again. But a shoe sign, most stats up. At least with 10, you was born to win. This outlaws, fuck with a Z. Fuck around, you will not see your family or the century. So you can hear in this one, they've kind of extended the sample. So you know they've gone back to the source, back to the wax, and they have that well, well in there. And because it's slowed down to this tempo, the you don't really, it still sounds like a female voice, but the well, well just switches to like this. It sounds like a male voice all of a sudden, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, this is all like 1998. I don't know who took from who, but go into my s- selection here from the North it uses that badass as far as where it loops. It does have the well, well in it, but it also kind of harkens back to the EPMD and all that. So my selection for today is by rascals and it's a big posse track here. So there's a bunch of names. So it's rascals Cardinal of shell featuring shock Claire checkmate and thrust. It's a whole crew. Yeah, it's a big crew here. So th- that's the whole idea of this. Is um, so this is 1997 is when they would have recorded this and done this. So you think about like the hip hop culture back then was very west, east, and even in Canada we just kind of identify that way as well. Uh, I was from Vancouver, so we listened to a lot of the, you know, west coast gangster rap. When you get into old school, it's like the east is like the hub of that. And was so- there a whole like a west coast, east coast thing in, with Canadians too? Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, there was as far as like dumb teenagers in high school identifying with like the, the gang signs and stuff like that. Like, Just le- less uh, less uh, gunfire, more apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the whole idea of this. Is it, it was kind of like to put them to put Canadian hip hop on on the map, as it were. Uh, this track is actually very important for Canadian hip hop. It kind of. Uh, before this, there wasn't really much except for a few, like in like the kind of more early hip hop when it was like the dance mixing into hip hop. Like there were a couple like hits that were produced by guys from Canada who who would collaborate down in New York. So like the, the Toronto and New York scene was like hooked up that way, but there wasn't any kind of identity throughout the the country. 
and this is like the anthem for Canadian hip hop was the concept behind it. And it kind of became that. So what I'll do is, um, like I said, there's a lot of spots on here, a lot of guests and, uh, I'll kind of try to pick them out as we go through, uh, maybe go verse by verse, but, uh, I'll just get into it though. We'll start right away. You'll hear the hook, um, which is delivered by Cardinal Fichel, who's kind of like the, the most successful of, of everybody from here. Um, he's a uh, big, big rapper from Toronto. Um, he's got a, it's a cool hook too, so let's fire it up here. Yo, we notorious. Huh? Ain't nobody can bang with us. Rascal checkmate, Cardinal and Thrust. Shot clear coming down with the northern touch. Yo, why you people want to bang with us? Ain't nobody can hang with us. So far, you can see how it's being cut up a little bit. The, the beat's a little more prominent. Obviously, the production is really good on this. Uh, this might even be a remix. <laughs> I'm just looking at it here. 20th anniversary, so it's probably yeah. a remix. Uh, but that DJ Kimo would have been uh, the one chopping it up there, and he really does the sample well. Uh, it's kind of a mix of all the stuff that I was kind of talking about there. It's got the cool point. I like that well, well being in there. I mean, that's a cool little hook. Uh, pace similar to DMX's more so than EPMD or whatever, but it does have kind of like a break beat drum part over top of it as well, which is new, but also kind of harkens back to that uh, early golden age hip hop. Uh, coming in here, this is Rascal. So it's a duo, Red One and Misfit. Uh, Let's hear what they sound like. Check the lingo we spread throughout the atmosphere. So distinctive, no other style comes near. So when you hear, you got to peer over the lens to get a glance to know who is the man with the talent. Flipping the words like my body on the apparatus. Sky's the limit, so we're bound to break through the stratas. With these rhymes that are classic. Forget the fast or the fashion. Statements are make on the microphone. Hey, yo, world domination, the base of the foundation. No time wasted. Fire war, we trail blazing. Burn to the next destination. Flexing on this world exploration. Teamed with the best. In the nation, yes, and who that be? Custom design, fine rhymes into salary, all the way from T dot to the Van City All Star. Rude boys treat you like a fantasy. So there you go. They kind of take a lion's share because it's two of them. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. It sounds good. I like the idea. It's a cool idea, Rye, of seeing how all these different rappers from different locations pick the same sample and. You know, do it in a, a different way, take it in a different direction. But yeah, this is good stuff. And at the same time, too, it's funny that these are all within like two years as far as like the EPMD yeah. one's a little earlier, um, but they're kind of, so they almost discovered it. Um, but then all these rappers of that generation immediately following them, almost contemporaries with them as well, because it's not like EPMD went away in the <laughs> after one album in 89 and then didn't show up in the 90s. But um yeah, it's just. Uh, I, mean, I guess it's it's the it's it's a bit of the snake eating its own tail as far as like hip hop inspiring hip hop at this point. Yeah, like it makes the, sense. Like I said before, you know, someone someone discovers it first and does something cool with it, and then yeah, why not try to see what you can do with it after that? It makes but I sense. think of everything you've played so far, this kind of seems like it's the uh, the best use of that sample so far, or the most creative use of that sample, I should say. Hmm. Yeah. So coming in the next verse, we got Shaw Claire coming in with the Northern touch here and Shaw Claire. Do you guys, <laughs> so Shaw Claire was a chocolate bar. Is that a Canadian chocolate bar? 
going back to our earlier discussion yeah, about chocolate. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this the Bismarck key of chocolate bars? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it looks like it's it. not cross borders. You wouldn't get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a, there's all kinds of that thing. So it's very chocolate. Canadian touch to have a chocolate no, when I, bar. Whenever my family comes Canadian. back, they always bring like all sorts of uh, Canadian candy bars, but that's not one of the. Oh, it's it's list? long gone. I think it was oh, only okay. around in the '90s. Yeah, but because uh, I'm thinking like Arrow bars and like the Canadian Twix is a little, or the Canadian uh, Kit Kat is a little different. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Those Cadbury well, that's what bars, we make, we, lion we make a joke bars. about Chuckler now when you like talk about him because it's like, man, his name is so dated. Like Chucklers <laughs> haven't been on the shelf since like '97. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's like that famous American rapper OK Soda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. From the northwest, Van City. Oh, desire. I like chilling. Monday night, raw watching. Yeah. Me and Danny O at the Sky Dome. When it's in town, my people's know I just be regular. So haters start dissing, but steady. Reciting my lyrics up with my in their mouth. They swallowing, talking about they need some oxygen. People need to know, chocolate. They're moving no slow mo. Into women like a Gano. Carlo. Dollars in fist now. How you gonna feel when you see the six tripping low wheels start to peel? Swap dog appeal. Y'all know the deal. If you don't, that's my man, why dog? He'll tell you the circle, ride the spot. Represents like my Northwest Connects rascals that make the cash flows indeed. Yeah. Yo, I down the ghost like a big C puffed up. Chocolate with the mouth colorful like the crazy. Ain't nobody can't bang with us. Rascals check me. So talking to Claire there, I do like that one line. It's a little blue, but you know me. I like blue. Um, into women like a gyno. Kahlo. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Next one here is uh, Checkmate. So we got two more guys, Checkmate and Thrust. So let's just plow through them here. I don't really know these guys that well, but Checkmate was Vancouver rapper and Thrust, I, I think he's... Uh, He's probably Toronto or something, but he's like kind of the deep voice cat. You'll know when he comes in. You got to have one deep coat, deep voice cat in your yeah, to the posse. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I keep Clay around. I'm running with these villainous cats up. Fly to die, bro. Kicking at all about rapture. You heard a killer cats like this. Smooth dominating session. Like get bucks or when I'm flexing. Dillinger running up on you. So what you thinking? I got rhymes like politicians. Steady politicking. Stick a move. I don't age or I ain't fool. Then maximize my time like we fighting in the spotlight. I right, then. Who want a battle? You must be tripping. Whack. Should be served an ass whipping. We fortify and get live with five. Then expand cross season overland. Got people in Jamaica, Trini in London, Australia. I bring the soul to the front like Mahalia. Curb style, we'll make a buck wild. Cold flipping set trip, then I dip and that's it. Just to see you smile and enjoy yourself. I know you up in here to release your death. So I'm fronting with the loot while others got the wealth. Where are you? I'm in the VI, undetected like a stealth. Girl, you out of shape, simply you out of figure. Can I zoom, zoom, lick a shot, you pull the trigger. Club scene, honey, I'll show you something much bigger. When it's said and done, you'll be like, ooh, that's my... Started from scratch, a baby blue eye figure. She's a gold digger, on to kill figure, got you she wanna swigger. We have an answer for them, cause we them much bigger. Thrust, I'm like an upper style that you wanna represent, present. In other words, I pay the rent from the past to the present and the future. Whatever suits you, it's all the same. This kid's got oh, We ain't notorious, huh? Ain't nobody can bang with us. Rascal checkmate. There you go. That is Northern Touch by 
bunch of fucking guys from Canada. <laughs> bunch of Canadians. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, so the sample evolved um, and became an anthem here in Canada. Like I said, very important song up here. It won one of those things called a Juno. That's like our version of the uh, the Grammys. And it actually established a rap category. Really? And and rap's pretty big up here now. Like there's there's little scenes. There's scenes in Edmonton. My man Cadence Weapon, who I picked in uh, that uh, our New Year's episode, was one of my favorite albums of last year. Um, he's from Edmonton. Um, and there's a real mix of uh, well, a lot of white people and <laughs> a lot of Jamaicans, and uh, <laughs> there's a big Caribbean community in Toronto in oh, particular. Cool. Mm-hmm. So. You can actually hear it a lot in the raps. Cardinal Vichelle, who's doing the hook on there, he's got kind of that delivery. Very um, right. reggae. Kind of has a little bit of different diction. All right, well, cool stuff, Rye. So now, guys, I want to do something a little different. I had a feeling you both do something in the hip-hop vein. Uh, I knew you guys are into that. I am too. But I knew by the time it got to me, it might be time for a change of pace. And Rye, you did say when you introduced the theme which I think you came up with by yourself. So I hope I'm not going way off the rails here. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, you let me know. I think you said it could also be uh, any song that was uh, not just a sample in hip hop music, but a song that took something from another song and then became something very new. Yeah. So it made me think of a song by a band called the Old 97s, who are one of my very favorite bands of all time. And what they did is they took a melody from a song by Bob Dylan and wrote a brand new sounding song with brand new lyrics. And I'm sure there are other examples of that, but I'm not familiar with a lot of them. I thought of that song. I thought about our guest, Nate. I know his amazing wife, Jen, is a fan of the old 97s. The name of this song is Champaign, Illinois. Nate lives in Illinois. I think that's probably a couple hours maybe away from where you live, Nate. Uh, You're pandering to our guest like he's 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 well, the he's, 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 he's pandering to my wife. And I <laughs> no, I'm pandering to everyone. That's all this, I do. <laughs> yeah, this is probably one of the first times I'm um, going into it knowing the song. Um and actually I she was just I think we were I believe it or not, I think we were playing this on the way down to visit you because we passed through champagne and so she's so she played we played the song a few quite a few times in the car that's amazing okay so you know this one nate that's great i know how she's voting (laughs) good i'm just looking for that elusive gin vote there you go that's all i really care about i can tell you already you got it on this one okay i'll tell the story a little bit of how this song came to be the songwriter lead singer of the old 97s his name is rhett miller and apparently this was a long time ago, like 20 years ago. They've been around forever. They're one of the original alt-country bands. And they were on one of their many tours in the early days. And Rhett Miller was in the mood to write a song, but they were crammed in a, a van together. He couldn't get out his guitar and play his acoustic guitar. So he just had a melody in his head. And it was a melody written by Bob Dylan. It's the song Desolation Row. They're selling postcards of the hanging 
you haven't brought him in yet yeah it'll happen and uh we could have some good discussions about dylan this is a way to ease him in maybe just a tip with dylan (laughs) (laughs) it's a tip (laughs) (laughs) yeah dylan took me a while to come around to but I, i love his voice now i love his songs i love he had you know this song is 11 minutes long it has no reason to be except that it's perfect in the end, it, it just works. His early albums. Well, no, I'm going to stop talking about Bob Dylan. <laughs> this is Highway 61 revisited, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, and it's like Visions of Johanna. It was the, he, he was around that time period. He was ending the albums with these long songs, mm-hmm. like a perfect melody and perfect lyrics, and and the nation rejoiced. But enough about that. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, the my pick for the day. It's by the old 97s. It's called Champagne, Illinois. I think the uh, mostly you hear the melody and the vocals and the the rhythm, the syllables of the of the vocals. Um, but see if you pick up on the resemblance. Let me ask you. So I don't know if you're a Dylan fan. I know you you listen to the old ninety sevens because your wife likes them. But did it ever occur to you the the connection between these two songs? No, and, and I, I I I don't think I would have ever. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not like I know the Dylan song and I knew this song, but I didn't know either of them like so well that I I don't think it would have occurred to me. But I don't know. It just feels to me like when you put all of the stuff over the top of it, it's it's like that song that Tom Petty sued about a few years back. Yeah, what the heck was the name of that song? Which is like, I'd never even occurred to me. And I heard the song a mil. I heard both of those songs a million times. Never occurred to me that that was the same song. It sounded different enough to me. It seems like you could get away with it. I think you could. You could probably get away with it. And once you I'm, know it, then you can hear it. Right. But we could do an episode where we talk about 
songs that maybe were doppelganger you know, lawsuits songs. or yeah songs were stolen from someone else that i mean it happened mm-hmm. all the time i thought this was interesting because i don't remember i can't think of another example where someone wrote a song and then actually reached out to the songwriter of another song because they they knew they they borrowed that melody mm-hmm. and so i thought it's it fitting with the theme legal was a little different. <laughs> yeah yeah, a lot of bus, sure. yeah yeah and with Dylan too, like there's been a lot of people who've done like, well, for one thing, there's a lot of people of contemporaries of his that steal his cadence at times to an extent where like, it's almost, it's stepping on what he's doing. He probably, he probably wouldn't appreciate that, but to take, he's not precious with his songs in the, in the form of somebody taking it and take going a different way with it. Right. Like old Crow Medicine Show when they took like one of his like incomplete songs and like built it out he seemed to be okay with that. Um, it didn't come after them hard. I haven't heard anything of him coming after I've heard of him selling uh, out, <laughs> selling this whole catalog or whatever. Yeah. Which is another topic I'd like to discuss all these yeah. old guys doing that, which I think is a <laughs> huge problem for a, a lot of reasons, but you're right. He's not precious about his songs. Not even when he plays them, if you go mm-hmm. see him live, it, his songs sound very different than the recordings to much to the dismay of the audience many times <laughs> over. Uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe this is a unique example, but what do you say we get back into it? Let's do it. Up north in Chicago Where booze makes no one blush Memories come back to you in a double up being a much more of a rock song it's kind of a roots rock country influence but not a very country song but it has that country influence they old 97 started out as a very country or alt country band and then they kind of moved into some more pop sounding music some pop rock in the right kind of way they reminded me of the the kinks kind of a modern version of the kinks uh, three or four albums into their career one of the things that separates them, I think, from some of the other alt-country bands who I also love is that Rhett Miller just has a very clear voice. He has a he has pop leanings. He's done a lot of solo albums that are basically pop records. Uh, this song, Champagne, Illinois, was on an album released in 2010 called The Grand Theater, Volume 1. But yeah, he had this, this Bob Dylan melody in his head, and uh, 
had this song for years, but he said he was afraid of releasing it because Bob Dylan's attorneys would probably get after him and he didn't want to deal with that. And eventually he brought it up to his manager who happened to be friends with Bob Dylan's manager. And they decided to send the song to Bob Dylan to see if he would approve them recording this song. So the end of the story might be too long, but it's that Rhett Miller was so excited that he got to put a song on a record that says written by Rhett Miller and Bob Dylan, one of his biggest heroes of all time. So a pretty cool thing. And I think also nice of Rhett Miller to do because most people who hear this song, you're not going to think of Bob Dylan. Blacktop highway circles towards the sun Spring fields in the distance And that's the last big one After that comes judgment Oh, and judgment will be swift You will be the lyrics mean exactly but it seems like champagne illinois we know it was just the random place that he was traveling through when he was writing the song but kind of a place in the middle of nowhere like is it a shithole you drove through there <laughs> see i don't it's think it's that a... great <laughs> but it's not like it's not like, like I, i'm not getting the joke <laughs> but because he does he goes heaven or or champagne heaven or hell is what i would assume he wouldn't yeah, say heaven I mean, or yeah, it's got its moments. It was there's definitely uh yeah. There was there was, yeah. There, did, there, you, did you did you wind the windows up when you were going the, through? No, it's not like that, but it's just like the middle of nowhere sort of thing. Like you you pull over it's like one of those places where there'll be like just big grain silos and like a gas station that's it's just it's a gas station, but it's unbranded. There's no right. like this is uh no, Shell yeah. or BP. This is just a gas station and like a car repair short store that just had a big piece of sheet metal and somebody spray painted like Stan's auto repair on it. And it was leaning against the wall. You're like, I guess that's where I get my car fixed. It's like that kind of place. <laughs> it's very, very rural and just kind of, yeah, but not like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm rolling up the windows. It's just kind of right. like, well, where are we sort of thing? The way I take it and I could be completely wrong. I mean, a chance, very good chance that he just threw champagne, Illinois in there. Cause that's where he was driving yeah, through. Yeah. and it was probably just kind of just trying to have a sense of humor and it may not even mean much of anything but i always take it to mean if you don't really believe anything too strongly and you're kind of in the middle maybe you just end up kind of in the middle middle of nowhere somewhere yeah it's uh, right in the middle of illinois not great not bad and it automatically has that dichotomy of like a place champagne is like a classy sounding thing but then mm -hmm. champagne illinois it's like it's like paris texas you know it's like that kind of yeah. so maybe it has that kind of vibe that's what i get from yeah, it kind right. of like you know not really what it's advertised yeah. <laughs> i don't i mean most of the champagne i get isn't from that region 
Yeah, I think <laughs> no. It probably is for the most part because I don't. I get shit fucking <laughs> prosecco. Yeah, yeah. It's not if it's not grown in the Champagne, Illinois. It's actually just sparkling wine. Yeah, sparkling wine, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna die, and maybe you'll end up in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the beautiful city that Nate described. I don't know. I, you could do worse, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, I've been on the city itself is. Just a normal city, I think. I'm thinking. I'm yeah. just. I, I'm judging it on its outskirts. <laughs> right. We didn't. Spend you, you just don't want to feel accuracy. the wrath of the Champagneans. Yeah, they're gonna come <laughs> yeah, after me. I'll be tuning <laughs> into this. They just look for a keyword of champagne all day, and once this podcast pops up, they're gonna come down on you and your family. Next time you're driving through, you're gonna be winding up those windows. <laughs> it's gonna be. Sp- there's gonna be like thumbtacks on the road and oil slicks. Yeah, I'm just excited after all the rap talking. I was able to fit in two of my very favorite songwriters of all time bob yeah. dylan and rhett miller uh dylan's the original rapper though let's be honest that's right that is yeah, and you tied it in with you interesting twist and it, it worked very well <laughs> thank you nate all right well we've covered a lot of ground guys what else do we need to hit before we get out of here rye well we need to figure out what we're going to do next month of course i think we'll go back to the uh, random generator that seems to be uh, working for us getting us into this year but i'd like to encourage everybody out there to send us some uh some more topics clay you and i have to kind of go through and just uh powwow and uh get a little batch together i do have a little list going because we're running low here i've got three three more left here of ones that i've created you came up with a few great ideas tonight so throw this in the hopper all right here's the boss one two three I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Cross the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Seven thirty-seven, coming out of the sky. Oh, won't you take me down to Memphis on a about this guy I've seen a million faces, and I've rocked them all okay <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he sounded a little better there than he does in his current state slightly <laughs> yeah Nate shared that reverb how poorly our guy John Bon Jovi is <laughs> he is really he, he is hurting some awful video clips circulating of him trying to sing uh, I think that very song mm. yeah <laughs> Get better, John Bond. But so, okay, here's my guess. I think that uh, this might have been one of my ideas a year ago. But uh, a song about a traveling, touring, what it's like being out on the road as a rock band. There are exactly. a lot of exactly. That's what I think it is. A song about being in a band, or yeah, being yeah. on the road. What it's like, the toll it takes on the road, dude. Yeah, yeah. This was one of yours. It might be a southern rock trope, but it's not. I know it's not just southern rock. It's uh, there's definitely a thing about a, being a rambling man, traveling all around. So. Oh, yeah. Even the first song there in that montage there, Mr. Hank Snow, he's a Canadian. We get around to. Of course you do. Just different, different, uh, only the names have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Moose Jaw. I've been to 
<laughs> Gander. <laughs> Try to think, think of good Canadians. Banff. <laughs> Even to Regina. Well, Nate, thank you so much for joining us for the second time. I can't imagine you'll ever agree to do it, again, but I hope you will. What <laughs> an amazing game! <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, Well, I've got. I've, I'm. I'm marking some space in my calendar a year from now for my third appearance. So, please do. <laughs> I'll be ready. You're always yeah. welcome here on North by South. Uh, listeners, if anyone is out there enjoying this, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Email us at, uh, I don't know, our email address. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the password, so. Yeah, we kind of gave up on that. We'll it's work just, on that. <laughs> just email me and I'll relay the message to yeah. them. Please email Deep Purple Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right I'm much more organized we'll get on we'll get on the radar through you yeah, there you go Mail them yeah. at north by south at deep purple podcast.com it'll come to me <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> all right i appreciate you guys appreciate yeah, you thanks, too guys. sir you guys are great man thanks for yeah. having me thanks so much